All right. <laughs> Yelling at Jason Rice, another flat party click tip right there. All right. Now I'm also I'm going to pull up Facebook Live and look out for some comments. I got to turn this down. I am going to be all over the place. I'm telling you that right now. I have it mentally in my head how I want to map out this conversation. Um, but um, I, I'm going to um, be pulling up um, articles and so forth for um, my view on what's happening. So here, this is just, uh, again, this is my insight. I'm a small company that's pulling data from multiple resources, looking at researching the economy and the market. Um, there's obviously bigger companies out there with more data than myself. So I'm just kind of giving a everyday common man view of what I think is happening. But in order to kind of back up my view here, I'm going to let you guys know um, our team here at LotPop will do 20 to 30,000 retail price changes a month. Okay, 20 to 30,000 retail price changes a month across the country. We're talking to our dealerships weekly. We get their feedback on what is happening on their lot. And when we go from call to call to call and getting similar replies, then combining that with the data that we're tracking and, and seeing and combining that with things that we see happening in the economy, we're going, oh, okay. I, I see what's happening. Plus things that are personally affecting us in our pocketbook. You know, that's the things that we're going to start seeing. And so what I want to do um, is share some of those insights that we see um, because there are some uh, people out there that think that, you know, the market's going to continue to stay strong. And here, let me talk right now. Probably what I'm going to say is going to look um, negative. One, I'm not here to tell you uh, the sky is falling. I'm not here to tell you you can't be successful and have record months. Matter of fact, a couple of our newest clients had the best month ever uh, or the best month in the last 12 months. And so you're, you and your dealership are going to be able to uh, thrive and survive through this. Always tell dealers to carry and sell or carry at their current sale rate, at least over the last two weeks. I had a dealer, I posted a little bit of a hint of this conversation yesterday with some graphs about inventory levels, and I'm going to show those soon. And the guy said, well, what am I supposed to do? Stop buying cars at the auction or put my hand down? I said, no, continue to buy at your two-week sale rate. Because if you've sold 50 cars in the last two weeks, that will put you on pace to sell 100 in a month, carry to that sale rate. So if your sales are increasing, keep buying. If they're decreasing, slow things down. And then maybe adjust pricing and increase your sales back up or whatever you need to do, photos, manage leads and so forth. So again, I might come off as seeming negative. The sky is falling. I'm not telling you can't be successful. I'm not telling you to go wholesale anything. I'm just going to give you my perspective of what I see and what you're going to want to do about it. Okay. We've always preached for dealers. Again, carry what you sell, sell what you carry. 100 in stock, sell 100 plus. Do it with gross by increasing your fresh sale rate, increasing the amount of cars you sell in the first 30 days. Our best stores will sell 60 to 70% of their sales in the first 30 days. So let's start talking. I'm going to first start hitting up. Um, and again, I'm going to go in and out of 
Facebook Live, see if anybody comment or anything. And if you're just joining, you know, this, watch the whole video and get understanding. I'm going to share my screen and a bunch of information. Um, so let's start there. I'm going to share this screen right here. Um, first, let's start talking about the economy. Okay. We're talking inflation. Nothing new here. This is an article from March 10th. Okay. This is the New York Times and talking about how inflation is rising. We all know this is happening, but when you put it on a graph that goes back to 1970, it kind of starts worrying you a bit. And you can see here, there's two numbers. The gray line here is excluding food and energy. We're up 6.4. When you include food and energy, it's up to 8%, okay? Um, Social Security Administration has risen Social Security by 6% to keep up with the cost of living right now, okay? So it that percentage is higher than in 2008 during the recession, higher than in the 90s. I graduated in 92 in high school, so it's higher than when I was in high school, and it hasn't been higher since the 80s, okay? So... We all know that's happening. That is fact. Okay. Why? Well, a lot of it has to do with supply and demand indexes, right? Everything with COVID shut down factories, shut down supplies, and things are short. People are scrambling to buy it. People had additional income from the from the government coming into their pockets and spending it on stuff, right? And so supply and demand dynamics. So here's my question, and this has to do with livelihood, your groceries, your food, uh, obviously your food, your groceries, um, gas prices, electric bill, um, buying school supplies. Shoot, last Easter, I procrastinate, and there wasn't nothing to buy for Easter as far as uh, baskets and grass and all this stuff. So those type of supply things, are you, do you think it's going to get better or worse? Well, here's some new headlines, okay? Two days ago, 26 million people, Shanghai. China is going into a lockdown, guys. China is going into a lockdown. What do you think that's going to do um, to our supply of goods in the United States? Okay. Um, that is a huge spike. And in, in, in they're actually starting. And if you don't pay attention to one of the graphs I brought in here, um, the COVID dashboard, you could see. Over here, we're looking at China, how they had a huge spike and they're starting to shut the country down. Now, they didn't track either. They didn't have COVID before or they didn't track it and look at that spike where somewhere like the USFA has seen a significant drop off. OK, now there are more headlines that there's been spikes in uh, California, San Francisco, L.A. and even Washington, D.C. And so, you know. It, is there another variant making its rounds? But my point being, China is in shutdown. They <laughs> supply a lot of things to our country. And um, I think, again, going back to supply and demand for normal living things is going to get higher. Again, talking about inflation. The other thing, I don't have a file here, but they raised interest rates. Again, I think it was a half a point. So rates are going up. I just had a visit from somebody in my office here uh, that does mortgages and they're slowing down because a big chunk of their businesses was refinancing equity lines of credits with mortgages. And that business is starting to go down. All right. So 
let's talk about tax seasons for the card industry because that's where a lot of people talk about. Well, it's a tax season. Things are going to get better. Okay. Well, let's look at that. Here's as of March 25th, they seem to update it every other week. And then it takes uh, about a week to push it out. But as of March 25th, just a couple of weeks ago, yes, filings, returns received is down 4%. There's about 3.6 million less filings. But here's my point. People, and this is my opinion, I don't have stats like these stats I'm about to show you. What I've showed you is truth so far, all right? Inflation's up, China's shutting down, um, which can cause bigger supply demand issues. Um, and my opinion is people that are going to get a return file early, people that owe money tend to file later and extend it out. That's an opinion. So, yes, there's less filings, but I think the people that file are dragging their feet because they probably owe. But let's just go further. Returns processed, okay, they are ahead of where they were last year. Okay, by 3 million, 3.8% change. So even though there's less filings, more people have been processed. Well, what does that mean about the money? Did they get any money? Total refunds. Okay, they are pushing out more refunds right now. 1.4 million or up 2.4%. So as of now, there's more people who've received their tax return than this time last year. The average refund, again, on the left here is 2021 to 2022, okay, has gone from 2,900 to 3,200. It's 300 bucks, okay? Talk about inflation at 7%. People are going to spend five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 more this year just to live. That's going to be three, four, five hundred bucks more coming out of their pocket paying for groceries and bills. So this $400 big it's the largest tax season we've ever seen in returns that four hundred dollars is going to get gobbled up in one month on just living expenses okay so the average refund now direct deposit refunds are up 4.5 percent again they're up about four hundred dollars not much okay on average but more people 2.4 million more people have received their money, okay? Again, this is from the IRS. This isn't my opinion. This is what they're posting. Now, what are these people going to do with this money? This is as of April 2nd, okay? CNBC News. They plan to spend their tax refund right away, but mostly to pay bills, okay? They all plan to spend it within three to six months, Okay, 23% said they plan on saving it. Here's the kicker. Americans aren't planning to spend in the refund on electronics and dinners out and maybe cars unless they need them, right? 31% said they're going to go toward major bills, including rent, medical bills, debt, and utilities. 15% said they're going to spend it on essentials such as gas and groceries. Combine those two, that's 46%. About half of them are going to do it to survive. Okay, just to survive, going back to inflation, spending four or five hundred bucks more a month on gas and bill and electric and food and so forth. So this tax season isn't built out as much as I would. And here I put this toward the end. I'm going to bring this right here. So what does that mean in car sales terms? Well, 
one of the things that we look at is what percentage of dealers are selling uh, of their inventory in, in two weeks. Again, our goal for our dealers, if you're carrying 100 cars, let's sell 100 cars. So in two weeks, I want you to sell 50 of them or 50% of your inventory. Let's look this year to last year and the sale rates of our dealers across the country. Hundreds of dealers across the country, some great performers, some average performers, but majority across the board are doing fairly well. Last year, March 29th, March 30th, the volume peaked. Our dealers, on average, were selling 61% of their inventory in two weeks. So you times that by two, they're selling 122% of their inventory in a month. If they had 100 cars in stock this time last year, they would have sold 122 units if, with 100 in stock. And notice it started falling all the way to March, or April 16th. It is now April 7th. We're getting close. And look at where we peaked this year, March 8th. It got to 49%. And right now, our dealers are sitting at about, on average, 45%. Okay. So this time last year, on March 7th, 57% sale rate dropped to a 45% sale rate. In two weeks, that's 13%, right? Um, 12%. So our dealer's volume is 24% for the whole month, times two, lighter now than this time last year. Yet, go back to the filings, more people have money in their pocket right now. <laughs> but again, according to the CBT or CNBC report, they're spending it on their cost of living. Okay, so I showed you that. I'm going to move this chart back over here because I probably want to revisit it here in a minute. So what does that mean? Well, a couple things that we track are shopper activities, okay? And one of the things that we look at is how many people are actively looking for used cars. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Back in the day, okay, and look, what I mean by back in the day, and I'm going to show you multiples. January 2015, seven years ago, okay, we used to get data from autotraderandcars.com from the horse's mouth how many people are going to auto trader looking for cars how many people are going to cars.com looking for cars and their shopper indexes notice in january this yellow line let's follow auto trader in this one i'm going to show you about five of these things because i want to prove a point because i reference google trends right now and i get pushback on that watch here's why i do google trends but let me show you Here's Auto Trader from the horse's mouth. How many people go to Auto Trader shopping? January, it picks up. January and February and March, it picks up. March 15th, it drops down through the spring, picks up around July and August for summer sales events, and then drops down through November and December. Picks back up in January, February, March, drops down through April, May, and June, picks up July, August summer sales events, drops down through December. Picks back up February, March 2017, drops into the spring. Oh, by the way, we're in April now. Picks up July, August summer sales events, mostly wrapped around new cars. Drops down through December. Back up through January, back down through spring. That's one market. Let's go look at another market. This happens to be Kansas City market. Notice auto trader and cars.com shopper indexes or trends match. January 2015, it peaks. 
drops down through the spring going into June, picks up July, August, drops down through December, picks back up in February, March, drops down into the spring, up in the summer, down through December, back up in January, down through the spring, down through December. Okay, see the pattern. Let's go to another dealer in another market. Okay, here's January peaks, 2014. Guys, I'm even going further back. Drops down, picks up in September, drops down through December. Back up, January, February, down in the spring, back up in the summer, down through December. Do you guys see a pattern? Do you need two more dealerships? Okay, here's another dealership. Market view. Again, same pattern. Drops off in November, December, back up in February, down into the June, back up in August, back down in December. Here's another market, okay? So if you guys recognize that pattern, let's go look at Google. This is the last five years. If you want me to go back to 2004, I can. But notice, here's April 2017, picked up July, August, dropped through December, picked back up in January, February, back down through April, back up into the spring uh, summer sales events, back down in December, back up in February, back down in spring, back up in the summer, back down in December. Okay, so the reason why I use Google Trends for everybody that combats me about my opinions, oh, you're looking at and just look at yesterday's post if you want to see who I'm talking about. Just looking at Google Trends on shoppers doesn't tell you how people are shopping. I got it from the horse's mouth. I've been doing this tracking for seven years. Google Trend matched the same patterns that I've seen from AutoTrader and Cars.com, but I assume more people go to Google looking for used cars than they would for AutoTrader. Okay, so I'm backing up my view. This is why I use Google Trends. Now, notice what happened here. February's picking up. Boom. It dropped off. And and what happened in 2020? COVID shutdown happened. Then it picked up and everybody got busy. And then it dropped down through December. We had the same pattern last year. But guess what? March 14th through the 20th is when it peaked. Okay, the shopper index. Well, why did it do March instead of January, February, like we've seen over the last seven years? Well, again, last year, tax season filing was late. The government said, hey, we're behind. Right. And everybody filed late. But remember, I just showed you the IRS is ahead of this time compared to last year is ahead in returns. Okay. I showed you this time last year, our dealers peaked at the end of March. Again, March 29th, March 30th. That includes the last two weeks. So mid-March is when it started, and then it started dropping off. By April 15th, it really dropped significantly, but that looks two weeks ago. That means April 1st, it started slowing down. So let's go look back at the shopper count. Last year, it peaked in March, right at mid-March, when our volume kicked up for our dealers. So pay attention to that. <laughs> it matches, guys. Then, oh, and it matches the conversations that we have week in and week out with our 100R dealerships. And I'm sorry if I found, sound like I am coming off um, smart alecky here, but I get pushbacks of where we think we get this data from. And I'm just kind of, I get excited about it because I, I feel like I, I'm shouting from the mountains and no one's listening to me. So, and again, I'm backing it up with data, not my my opinions here. So, it dropped down through December. Now, I want you guys to recognize this December drop down is as low as when the government shut the country down. Okay. And if you go back to 2004, okay, of the shopper index, 
December was as low as any given time all the way back to 2004. But I want you to look at April right now, April right now. And let's go back to the five-year average. It peaked in March of last year at a 96. They don't give you a raw number. On a hundred scale, this was the busiest time, 2019. So this is a 96. Look at our peak here. This is supposed to have been our peak, guys. February, March. It happened every year for the last back to 2004. And look where we're at right now. April 3rd is at 59. Where were we at this time of year? Last year, 85 on that index. And now we're at a what? A 59. What? Shopper count's down 20%. Oh, wait. That also matches our dealer sale rate down 20% compared to this time last year. Oh, wait. More people are getting their files and their money back more than this year than last year. So, guys, where do you think this is what's happening? What, what, right? Here's the other thing I want to show you guys. Everybody talks about shortages. And one of the things that I shared about yesterday, yes, there's a ton of uh, less new cars available in the market. Um, let me, yeah, okay. One example, and I can give you multiples. If you need more, let's do that on a side conversation. But we went and looked and tracked used car listings, okay? We would manually go to AutoTrader, cars.com. And what you're seeing here is how many new, how many used, how many certified cars were listed on these sites. Remember up top, I was looking at shopper counts. So what I was doing was if shopper count is down, but inventory levels are up, I knew our stores had to adjust pretty quick because there's more cars for people to shop and look at. I've been tracking this for eight plus years. So this cat back in 2018, used cars in a hundred mile radius from this dealership. There was 57,000 auto trader, 43,000 on cars.com. That was how many cars were listed for sale. Okay. Back in 2018, let's go same dealer, same market. This dealer has 57,000 used cars available for sale on AutoTrader, 42 on cars.com, and 45,000 as of April 4th in his market. 45 to 57,000 used cars listed. You go back to 2018 and even 2017 and this time of year, and it's the same amount of cars 60,000 versus 57,000, 45,000. Okay. So I'm saying that is. People talk about used car shortages. There isn't a used car shortage. Okay. We sold 41 million used cars last year. Where'd they come from? The used car ferry didn't come in and start stealing cars off of people's lots. Look at the number of cars registered in the United States. 2013, 248 million. By 2016, 264 million. By 2020, 287 million cars, used cars, registered in the United States. We're projected to sell 40 million used cars this year. Okay. So if I look at stats that I pulled manually from autotradercars.com five years, four years ago, and I compare them to what's listed today and they match up. There's the same amount of cars five years ago. There's more cars on the road, 279 million to 287 million, okay? 
Now, even at that new car sales, let's talk about new cars. Well, the whole reason new cars, okay? New cars is a short supply. Back in 2009, during the recession, we sold 10 million used cars. It took about three, four years to get back to 15 million used cars. Then we've been at 16 and 17 million used cars, okay? In 2000 and uh, last year, we sold 15 million new cars, 15 million, even though dealers ran with four, five, 10 cars on there, we still sold 15 million, and which is what we sold in 2013. Okay. So, yes, it's harder to get cars now. Why? Because, um, well, here, I'll, let me go visit back this again. So, if the if the cars are available, I just showed you, again, there's more used cars registered in the United States now than there ever has been. Okay. So there's more cars available in the States. There's just as many listed back in 2017 and 18 as there is now. The problem is we have less shoppers than we've had in a long time. We're seeing in our dealers volume uh, uh, across the board on average, their volume has dropped off and it is about 20% lighter than it was this time last year. And the shopper counts reflect that. Okay. Um, so it could, it's a mixture of things, right? We go back to the recession stuff. People have to spend their money somewhere else. The average price of used cars. Now this is off of Car Global. If you don't know who Car Global is, they owned auctions like Odessa and everything. They're tracking metrics and they're looking at sales and listings comparably. And one of their retail used indexes is looking at what was available by age, okay? How old the cars were. You go back to this time last year, it was pretty even. Again, their index being at 100. There was um, four to five-year-old cars, 102. Uh, basically, even 11-year-old cars, 99, okay? So equally, this time last year, there was equally amount of 10-year-old cars as there was two-year-old cars. Now, they've stopped updating. This might have to do with Carvana buying them and Odessa. But as of February, look at that spread, okay? 183 on the one to three-year-old cars and down to 78. Okay, what's that? Uh, 20, 22, you add that up top, you're talking about 100%, 100 deviation between one to three-year-old cars to the four to five-year-old cars, okay? So that's a big... so. The cars are available out there, okay? We're gonna sell 40 million, 39, 40 million. There's just as many registered used cars out there. No one's stealing them from customers. They're just happen to service them more. Um, I, I didn't pull this up, but I believe that the, um, let me go back here. Um, I do believe that the um, uh, average year for a car on the road went from like 11 to 12 now, like 11.7 to 12 average year on the road right now. Um, I, I do believe some dealers are having good luck with service. Um, customers are going to, we we're just talking about this this morning. One of the girls isn't getting a big return. And I'm like, yeah, you know, think about those people that um, the typical taxis and buyer is that cheaper $400 or less type buyer. 
because this is the time they get an influx of money. They might've had somebody go, you know what? I need new tires on my car. There's four or 500 bucks there, but I just got a thousand dollar tax return. So why don't I take the 500 I'd spend on tires and this thousand dollars and go put $1,500 down on a new car and upgrade my, my vehicle instead of just buying new tires. Well, now that that thousand dollar tax return is going toward uh, groceries and gas and everything else. So the cost of living. So um, again, where I think if, if that was our peak, and if you guys are just joining, go watch this whole video. If that was our peak in, in our dealer's volume of sales, and if that was the peak in the shopper indexes that we've seen on Google, and again, looking at autotradercars.com years ago, if that was the peak in shopper indexes and volume from dealerships, we're in trouble going into May and June and July. Because remember, those shopping patterns show by June and July, things kind of leveled off and they picked up a little bit July, August. And a lot of that July, August uptick on traffic was summer sales events, new car manufacturers talking about, you know, uh, Toyota summer sale of a thon and summer sales clearance events at dealerships lots. And that stirred up a lot of activity in those uh, summer months. But is that going to happen this year? Um, so I, on the side, have told people this is the first time I've said it publicly. And I, I did do on CBT News, I do a used car weekly show on CBT News. And a couple episodes ago, about a month ago, I said this tax season will make or break used cars this year. And I've secretly told people, I said, I haven't said this publicly because I don't want to put my neck out there. But if this, every, all those stats I just showed you continue to not perform well, you know, come June, July, we're going to have a mess on our hands because uh, almost the recession type, oh crap, what's going on type scenario. Um, if you guys don't remember back away, you don't know, we had cash for clunkers happening um, with uh, 2011 with uh, um, our 2001. We had, um, you know, the interest rates go to zero because of the uh, 9-11 event and we did cash for clunkers and then we had the recession. We've been through this before, so we'll survive. But I, I think if, if this tax season doesn't hit, I think Cox is still anticipating. Uh, we do a Friday morning, all things used car on Clubhouse, 8 a.m. Central. Join us tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be on that call. Main reason why I did this video today. We'll have Jonathan Smoke from Cox. He's their in, uh, economic analyst. Um, and he obviously has way more data than I do. They, they anticipate April still being strong and getting a you know good spike in business. Again, the stuff I showed you there, I, I don't know if I see it that way. Um, but again, they got way more data than me. We'll see what happens. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong and we have a strong April and May, but and, and everything spikes up like crazy like it did last year and people are flooding the dealerships, overpaying for cars. But again, look at the comparison of what cars are available back then. The average car now is $25,000. The normal taxis and buyer can't afford that stuff right now. Um, so um, I, again, what I was going to say was I haven't publicly said this, but yeah, like I said, I think by June or July, and I say June or July because I think people are going to hold out for April or May and hope maybe this late tax season happens. And if it doesn't happen by May and into May, that's when dealers are going to start scrambling, start dumping cars, things like that. And then June and July, um, that's where things could hit the fan. But I do think wholesale values stay high a bit. But you got to understand it's two different worlds. Wholesale is a national and global economy. 
People are traveling from all over the world to buy cars in the United States. Dealers buy cars in Florida and transport them to Nevada. I mean, and so um, when things happen at the auction, one, it's a global and national economy, and um, it doesn't necessarily reflect what's happening at the dealership. Two, it's a, a different business model, meaning the Hertz rental car and enterprise, because they don't get any new cars and summer um, traveling, picking up and they need more rental cars, they're going to go to the lane and drive wholesale values higher, continue to keep them higher than what we see drop off on retail numbers. So I think wholesale stays pretty strong. We don't see this bottom falling out. Unless, again, COVID shutdown things happen, less people travel because of gas prices and they stay home. Then rental car companies don't need cars and they start dumping cars and dealers are slowing down. They start. That's the worst case scenario. Um, but if um, if things kind of stay the way I, I, I see them based on what's happening and what we've tracked, I think we stay kind of steady and really start slowing down. And um rental car company people start traveling and taking road trips more and rental car companies keeping wholesale high because they'll pay 10 grand too much for a car and rent it out and make it up there um so it's going to be really tricky because it's going to feel wrong because you got to sell this car here at this price but to replace it it would cost this price at the lane this is where private party acquisition is going to be really important for you get them you know 280 million used cars are sitting in deal customers' driveways right now. You got to figure out how to buy those cars and, and, and not have to buy at the lane and fight enterprise and hurts about those cars. You can get those. Those are the cheaper cars too that are hard to come by. Okay. Um, so you're going to have to get very efficient at private party acquisition, keep very efficient in keeping your inventory clean. Because if I am right about a soft market going forward, you want to go into it lean and clean. Okay. Um, if I'm wrong, your volume goes up and you're doing better. So again, I'm hoping I'm wrong on what I'm seeing here. Like I said, at the beginning, it might come off negative, um, but uh, it's not, I'm just giving you a heads up. I'd rather tell you and warn you about this and you prepare for it and stay lean and clean, then nobody say anything about it to you. And then you're wondering, well, in June or July, what the heck just happened and you're taking a, a beating. So um, just take that as fair warning. Again, I think I backed it up with a lot of data. Uh, this isn't, it's a, my opinion of what's going to happen. Obviously, none of us can tell the future and we know that through COVID, but based on what we're seeing there, I, I just, you know, stay lean and clean. Um, also, if, if, if that's the peak in traffic that we're seeing, um, lead management is going to be very important. You're going to get less and less leads. So you're going to have to make sure you're staying on top of those leads um, and making sure you can recycle those leads. One of the things that we talk about at La Pop is what we call switch leads. Can I take uh, an active lead on a sold truck and switch them to uh, a lead that's in stock and we help dealers do that. But um, I didn't want to turn this into a pitch, but you're going to have to be better at lead management if there's less traffic on these cars. Okay. And these cars tend to, if they tend to sell faster and obviously gas prices, the way they are, they're going to be impacted and so forth. So hope this is helpful. A little extended here, but man, share this, get this out. Mike, thanks for tagging Jason in this. Um, um, you know, I hope uh, again this was helpful. Um, again, join us on 
Clubhouse tomorrow, all things used cars, get Jonathan Smoke perspective on what's happening. Again, they got a lot of data there with Cox Automotive between Mannheim data, Auto Trader data, Kelly Blue Book data. Um, and they got economists. I am far from one of those. I'm just getting the pulse from our dealers every week and seeing our trending numbers that, you know, just don't match up to what anticipation people have out there in the market. Lapop.com. Uh, check out my book, Work the Facts. Again, I gave you a bunch of facts. This has to do with working facts with you. If you're too heavy in 17s, that's factual. You need to do something about it. If you're 31 to 45 age bucket is bleeding through and you're not selling enough cars, that's factual. Figure out what cars are in there and make adjustments. That's what this W. So WTF or workthefacts.com. You get a copy of the book. Other than that, have a good weekend. See you later.